connecting to the real nerds is so easy. You can go to our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook. We have a Twitter account, at Real Nerds. We also have Instagram. You can call us, 720-6Nerds5. You want to email us? You can do that, too, realnerds at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Denver Comic-Con 2016. We have a fantastic interview lined up for you. Enjoy. We are live here on the Denver Comic-Con floor 2016, and we are here with Amelie Howard again. We, uh, we talked to you last year, I think. At least last year, I think we may have talked to you the year before as well. Yes. This is this is a frequent thing. We are three times a charm. Oh my goodness, man! I don't even know why I'm talking to you. Like at this point, it's just becoming old hat. Um, <laughs> but anyway, how are you doing? How's the show? I'm doing pretty good, good and enjoying the show. You know, DCC has some of the best cosplay, so it's really nice watching all the people walking around. You know, in the costumes and different fandoms, and yeah, yeah, very exciting. It's been. I mean, it's only. Near the end of day one, but it's been a pretty cool show so far. A lot yeah. of fun people here, so very cool. So, what's going on in your life? What do you have that's new? You got? Tell me, you got like you got what four or five books coming out? What's going I on? do, I you, do. Oh, Actually, I so thought I was being facetious. <laughs> yeah, shit. sorry. I, I forget <laughs> how prolific you are. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, I um, I have uh, the Riven Chronicles series, which just came out in March and April. Um, actually, the first book, The Almost Girl, was published by Strange Chemistry, which is part of Angry Robot Books. Okay. Um, they folded, so it was rebought by Sky Pony Press. Wow. So they put out The Almost Girl and then also The Fallen Prince, which is a sequel that just came out last month. Okay. So it's about a girl super soldier from a parallel universe who comes to Earth to find a mysterious boy, only to find out he's the key to both their universes. So like, Girl Terminator. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. You had me a Girl Terminator. <laughs> nice. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Uh, awesome. So what, what, what else do you have coming up? Um, so, so you've got all, um, Almost Girl, and then there's a sequel to Almost Girl already? The Fallen Prince. Wow. Yep. Man, how long did it take you to write that? Like, if, um, if, the, if, if you've got two out that quickly. So this the, the Fallen Prince is my eighth novel, eighth right. published novel. Um, and I also have a, now I feel really weird saying this at a science fiction you know, convention, <laughs> but I'm also writing historical romance. Really? Because swoon, come on, dukes and duchesses, you know. Yeah. What, yeah. what, what part of history? Uh, so Regency. Okay. Uh, Regency England, and I have three books coming out uh, this fall in November and then next year. Okay, cool. And then my next YA, which is the sequel to Alpha Goddess, um, which is about East Indian mythology, and it's called Dark Goddess. It's about Kali, so I'm super excited about that. That, that comes out cool. next spring. Man, awesome. Yeah. Uh, what, yeah. what is it like to switch gears from, like, I mean, from doing all of this science fiction stuff to then something that I assume is a much more research-driven, heavier, like, I gotta go, I gotta go learn how I'm gonna write this book, and then I imagine that you start off with a story in mind right. where you're like, okay, I, I kinda wanna do this, yep. but I gotta figure out what the world was like at that time. Right. What does that process look like for you? You know, fair question, um, but in my books, like, I like to write, I like to research anyway. Yeah. So, like, even in the, the Quarantus Curse series, which is witchcraft and uh, vampires, I researched like actual events that happened in 16th century France because I wanted it to be relatable, you okay. know, to have like be authentic. Yeah. Um, and same with this um, Fallen Prince series. Um, I researched a lot of wormholes and, you know, the, the multiverse theories and um, I did a lot of research in subquantum mechanics and string theory because I wanted it to have some foothold in reality. Yeah. So from the research perspective, I already enjoy doing it for my YA books. Right. So researching like, you know, whether the clothes women wear wore or, you know, how a lady was supposed to behave, you can only ride side saddle and not 
you know, astride, and yeah. they weren't allowed to wear pants, or, you know, <laughs> they had to be all demure. That's so not me. So I love breaking all those rules. Yeah, that's really yeah. cool. What about for for the uh, the character dynamics there? When you're when you're changing into this sort of you know romance area, mm-hmm. uh, do you feel like you treat the characters differently? Is there is there a, uh, a change in your process, your writing process as well? Yeah, I absolutely think there's a change in the writing process. I mean, historical romance is a, is very stylistic to write, mm-hmm. um, but because it's what I like to read, I really enjoy doing it. So it's like a break for me, and what it does, it it, it really pushes my creative juices for YA. Yeah. So when I write on the days that I write historical romance, when I go back to my science fiction and fantasy YA, I'm rejuvenated, and I love wow. that. Um, as far as the characters, I mean, I really just want all my characters to be multi-layered and 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 relatable, but also like you know have stuff that they're dealing with and coping with. And whether you're writing for you're about a teenager or well, actually, you know, in Regency time, a 19-year-old is a teenager, but right. she, she she's on the shelf if she's not married. Right, absolutely. So it's interesting dealing with those types of, you know, the views. Yeah. It's, it's interesting, you know, I, I literally just finished the interview with Corinne, um, and we were talking, she's in a, in a sort of different place in her career. You, at this point, are a machine, right? Like, I, I'd like to know, what, what does your day look like? Like, how many hours a day are you writing? How many days a week? It sounds like you don't stop. I, I, I love writing a lot, and I'm lucky because I'm a fast writer. Mm. Um, so a typical draft will take me two to three months. That's like a 100,000-word novel. Um, it's usually rubbish, and then I have to edit it. <laughs> but, you know, it gets I done. I throw that one away, and then I start <laughs> yeah, over from exactly, scratch. Right? Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. Rubbish. Yeah. My, my house is littered with just pieces of paper <laughs> that I never clean. Yeah. Um, you know, um, but I, I write very quickly, so I'm, yeah. I'm grateful that I'm able to do that. But my kids are in school. Of course, they're off now, but I've just shepherded them, shepherded them into camp. Right. So, yeah, they're out of my hair, so yeah. I can write. <laughs> um, but I try to write from when they're not at home, so like 9 until 3. Wow. And then I write sometimes in the evening, but I like my TV time. I'm a yeah. total, yeah. What are you watching? Like, well, The Walking Dead's finished, but I'm into Game of Thrones now. I'm trying out Preacher a little bit. I'm waiting oh. to see what happens with that. Do you know what Preacher is? Like, did you know anything about Preacher going in? No, I didn't okay. even read the comics. Nothing. Awesome. Yeah. It's, it's funny because I've, I've talked about it on the show because um, I'm, I'm a big fan of the comics of Preacher. Cool. But everything I always, anytime it ever comes up, I'm like, oh, yeah, um, Preacher shouldn't be made into a TV show. And I'm going to really love the show, and I do. After, after the first few episodes, I love the show. Right. No one should watch the show. It, and <laughs> I love it. I think they're doing right. an amazing job, but I know what's coming. It's, oh no! Oh, no one should watch the show. It's really great. Everyone should watch I it. I love no Cassidy. Oh I'm, yeah, I'm too no. late, but like her. Yeah, uh, honestly, Emily, I think you're fine. Just don't watch it with the kids in the room, and maybe not even your husband. Is it really uh, that bad? Oh my it, god, you're yeah, freaking me out. A, it, <laughs> I'll tell you about it afterwards. But it gets okay. weird. Like it's a, um, it's you know, Garth Ennis is is writing this sort of love letter to westerns, and I think in the show they've done a, an amazing job of actually making those characters for me fleshed out even more right. I really enjoy like the uh, especially like the the arc of Jesse and right. even the, the this whole town right. um, that that I, I don't I don't love as much in the comics right. the comics are really a horror comic yeah um, well that's a, that's and, the part I like the most I yeah. love when he broke that guy's arm I was like I yeah. love that noise yeah do that again you'll love the show <laughs> I just say that because like I have a hard time especially because of how like you know we'll, we'll talk afterwards but man it's an impressive show. Yeah, spoilers. Uh, I've, I've totally gone. I've totally gone on a, on a rabbit trail here. No, um, you're right. So, <laughs> getting back to the actual interview, um, 
what you know, having having written as much and, and published as much as you have, what does the editing process then look like for you? Is it a lot quicker? How many drafts do you feel like you go through? Um, you know, it just depends. Um, sometimes when a book is sold, to, let's talk the traditional publishing avenue, which sure. is where you know I'm at. My editors will have the book. We'll have maybe a couple rounds for structural editing. If there's yeah. stuff that needs to be moved around, characters that need to be more fleshed out. Um, and then that goes into copy edits and line edits. So it's at least, you know, a handful of rounds. And that's on a good day. Wow. Um, I recently switched agents. And my agent in the new book that we're going out on sub with had me do three rounds of revisions, just structural revisions, wow. um, on a book that we are now going to try to sell to editors. So the revising process can be, it can be one time to like ten. So it never, you know? it never becomes like... Oh yeah, this is just this right. is the it's same thing. Right, it's not old hat, no. Yeah. And it depends on the editor that buys the book. They might have a vision that you know either will change it slightly or change it a lot. You know, I and, want this to be more fantasy. And, I want well, this to be more right. romance. And you have to hope that one, they're not going to change your voice or the the book you've written. Right. But you have to trust in the fact that they are editors for a reason, and they're good at their jobs, and yeah. they're going to make your book amazing. Yeah. But you know, as a writer, you can still say I just dis I disagree with that. I'd right. rather not do that. Okay. And you're cool. allowed to do that. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Do you, do you still feel like you know the, the 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 old phrase of kill your darlings, right? Do you still feel like every time you finish that first or second draft, there's stuff in there you're like, oh, I love this, but it's pr it's broken and I have to throw it out. Every time I hear kill your darlings, I think of George R. R. Martin because huh? he just murders everyone. I, I, I honestly, I think he only loves introducing characters, and then he's just he's like, like the, once the, he gets a character that he likes, he's like, I don't know right. what to do with this. I, I, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, the uh, that's really yeah. weird. Why are people sh shouting at us? Uh, anyway, um, the uh, yeah, I, honestly, I just feel like he, he gets to a place where he's like, oh, this character exists. Uh, I'm done yeah. with them. I'm yeah. no longer interested. It's like you, in you love them, you're gonna die. <laughs> right. I love you. You're gonna die. Yeah, but do you still get those parts where you're like, oh, like I wrote this character to be this, or I wrote this scene and I love this scene. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't work. Does that yeah. still happen? That happens sometimes. You know, obviously, the more you learn to sort of understand your own writing process, right. it's always a continual. You're continu continually honing your skills yeah. and learning new things. So there's going to be stuff that I've written. You know, if I'm like, you know, had a rough night or something, and the next day I'm like, I push myself through this. I'm going to write it, and I read it back in the afternoon. I'm like, oh my god, there's so much rubbish oh. that needs to go. Um, so I have points where. The writing just doesn't flow. And I'm the kind of person, I always give people, when they ask me, what do you do with writer's block when you can't write, I shove through that wall. Yeah. I will bulldoze the crap out of that wall because that's just me. Um, and the writing that might result from that may be horrible or it could be brilliant. Right. But either way, I think as a writer, you have to be willing to self-edit as needed. Yeah. So, yeah, there's going to be parts where I'm like, that's rubbish or that's great or, you know. Yeah. So, what's inspiring to you right now? What are you reading? What, what's the what's the content that you're consuming? That you're like, oh, this is this is really fueling me. Um, I you know I have so many like contract deadlines right now. Like I just oh. finished the the third book in that historical romance series I told you about. Yeah. And I just I'm waiting for revisions actually on Dark Goddess, which comes out next year. That I started taking a little break, and my my break is watching TV because I just <laughs> love the whole like. For me. And this is part of my writing stuff. Like when I write, I like it's like a movie reel in my head. Mm -hmm. So hey, real nerds, movie reel. <laughs> See what I did there? I'm so uh -huh. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I it's like seeing part. that cinematic, like you know, or watching something and being sort of really pulled into it. Mm -hmm. As far as reading, um, the last really great like YA book that I read, it was a 
a little while ago, but it was um, the Winner's um, Winner's Curse by Marie Rotovsky. Mm-hmm. So good. It's like fantasy. It's beautifully written. I mean, it's just one of those that just drags you in yeah. and just doesn't let you go. And she has a trilogy, and she's very good. Very cool. Awesome. So, mm-hmm. so uh, is there anything you're working on, like, in the in the background that you're just starting to mull over some new ideas or anything yeah. you're really excited about? Yeah. I'm, uh, there's a, you know, hopefully I'm going to be going on sub, like, you know, for this new book that I wrote that's contemporary with bits of magic realism, and it deals with um, an eating disorder. So I'm really excited about that. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Is it still, yeah. is, it a, is it a young adult, adult yeah. book? Cool. But I think it'll be one of those, like, you know, Go Ask Alice, which right. is an adult book, but I read when I was 14, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, It's going to be one um, of those things where it's, it's I hope, more serious. Yeah, it's really I hope that it transcends sort of, you know, age yeah. age groups. That's fantastic. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. So where, where can people find you? How do they support you? Where do we? Where do they go? What's the call to action? I would love people to support me. Thank you for asking that question. I, yeah, I, honestly, <laughs> the whole reason we're here. <laughs> right. People listen um, to all of this, and, yeah. and it, it, it doesn't matter. They need to just go support so, you. So, um, so my website is www.amaliehoward.com, okay. um, and I'm on all social media platforms: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Google Plus. Awesome. I wish I could just keep going. Yeah, all you then. don't have to. You're on yeah. all the things. Yeah. If people look for you. Yeah, they they can find it. Yeah. Very so cool. just Amelie Howard and any of those platforms. Um, yeah, if you're into books for teens, science fiction, and fantasy, historical romance, I'm gonna throw that in one there. More, you know? yeah, Dukes yeah, and duchesses, come on. <laughs> Add one more notch, yeah. <laughs> right. That's really cool. Yep. Sweet. Well thank you so much for stopping by. It sounds like everything is going really well and that that's that's fantastic. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Not this is awesome. <laughs> I love you. our little chats. <laughs> They're always fun. <laughs> I know. Thank you, Amelie. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this exclusive interview from Real Nerds Podcast at Denver Comic Con twenty sixteen. I'd like to thank Denver Comic Con and Pop Culture Classroom for giving us this opportunity. Thanks. Bye. Real Nerds is a Nebulous Visions multimedia production. We would also like to thank Sparks Mandrill for our music. Additional music from Ben Sounds. Thank you to Alamo Drafthouse. Thank you to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. And thank you for listening to the Real Nerds Podcast.